and welcome to the next episode of the Enterprise Doctor Business Show. My name is Mark Harris and I am the Enterprise Doctor. I do advice and support for small businesses. And I have with me today, Rebecca Pay of Pay for Precision. How are you, Rebecca? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. I wish it wasn't raining. I know, I know. For the benefit of the listeners, 10th of June is the recording day. It's probably getting on for July by the time I release this and it's a horrible grey grizzly day out there. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Still, we are both warm and dry in our respective abodes some distance apart. Pay for precision. Your surname is Pay. That's where the pay comes from. I'm delighted that the four is not the number four, it's the word four because <laughs> we don't, don't like that stuff. So pay for precision. Tell us about about what that business is and how you came to be doing it? Well, I came to be doing it because I decided to start working for myself when my daughter was a baby. She's nearly seven now. I started off just as a proofreader, really, as it's something I'd sort of done in my advertising roles in a previous job, and I was comfortable doing it. So I just started doing some proofreading for a few friends and then a few businesses, just a little tiny bit, really, just to top up my income. And it's kind of grown since then. I've now got two children <laughs> who are six and three. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's and I've had a bit of time off when my son was a baby as well. But it's been really important for me to have the time to be with them and to be able to pick them up from school or nursery or be there if they're ill so I can work my business around it. So it's only the last year or two I've kind of grown it a lot more and expanded into copywriting. I do a lot of CV writing. I still do offer proofreading books and academic stuff usually but I also do a lot of CVs and I do a lot of blog writing as well for small businesses. Okay and blog writing is the thing that that we're going to focus on today given that the majority of our, our listeners are business people they're in business many of them own businesses. Writing blogs is something that I sort of know I should be doing that listeners will know they should, oh, oh I, I should write a blog. Can I ask a really naive question, first of all, but I like to get these things out in the open and I'm, I'm not ashamed of my naivety. Why? Why have I got to write a blog? What, what is the point? <laughs> it's hard. I don't want to write a blog. Why have I got to do that? Um, well, firstly, if you've got a website, it's really good for your SEO um, because Google likes updated content. It likes regular updated content, new content on a website. Um, and it also likes you answering questions um, in a, a good way because one of the things that I'll suggest to write about um, for people is answering questions that your customers are asking. So there might not always just be you talking about your business, but it'll, it'll be you informing someone about something that's might obviously related to your business in some way. Um, and if you can answer that question really well, then someone's going to Google it, your blog's going to come up, and then they're going to click onto your website to read about it. And then obviously they'll see what else you offer as well that's related to it. Obviously visibility, because it gets you visible if you, on social media. If you've got good content to share, you're giving value to people. It's a way for you to tell your story. You can, you know, blogs can be quite personal about something that's happened to you or about how your business started or about something to do with your business that you overcame, a problem or whatever. People can relate to that and it just gives a real good value. So I think as part of your marketing, blogs are essential, really. Mm. And I suppose as, as 
the point of everybody's marketing is is sowing the seeds and when it comes to harvest time those are the sales i'm interested by what you said about the personal side of things so though I've read blogs from people who, in a business blog, have talked about tragedies in their lives, losing a parent, losing a child, all sorts of horrible things. Why? Is, is that a good thing to do, to be that personal, because then people know you better and see you more as a real person, if I can put it that way? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a cliche, but people buy people, don't they? And um, if you can relate to someone um, and experiences they've had, and obviously most of us have come across some kind of tragedy or been through a hardship, you know, you can relate to it and it makes you more interested in that person. And you might start to, you get to know them, but you also might start to like them as well because you feel like you're getting to know the real person, not just some business persona that they're putting out there. I have to say, I, I, when I think about it, which you've prompted, there are a number of people out there in business land who I have a business relationship with. And it started because I read a blog about something personal to them, which touched me enough to make me want to comment on that LinkedIn post or whatever it was. And that has kicked off into a business relationship happening. And, and it wasn't Maybe it was their intent to get me as a client by writing that blog. It wasn't my intent to become a client or to get them as a client. But when you do know people better, I often talk about the no like trust journey. People have to know you like you trust you. And people really get to know you when you're that open. But I'm guessing that the bulk of blogs that you write on a, a business medium should be sort of business focused. So... Here I am with my keyboard. I have a Word file open. There's nothing on it. My fingers are poised. What, what am I going to write? What on earth is there? I am a business advisor. You know, I, you know what I do, advice and support for small businesses, mentoring, coaching, blah, blah, blah. And that blah, blah, blah tells you that I've said it 100,000 times. And now you want me to write a blog about it. How do you, how do you get started? How do you think of content? Um, a good way is to do some keyword research. So look up what people are searching for in keywords that are related to your business. For example, a good way to give an example is uh, probably the best way to show this really is one of my clients is a construction company. And they do quite high level construction work for people like build new houses or do big renovations. And they thought realized that one of the big questions people were asking is about VAT and if builders have to pay VAT. There's a lot of um, misinformation about it and people think, oh, they're not paying VAT, it's a dodge or whatever. Okay. Um, so they asked me to write a blog about VAT and who has to pay it, basically. And obviously there's a threshold, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So we wrote a nice meaty blog about it, explained you know, exactly the ins and outs of it. Um, and that got them on the first page of Google for that because people, then people searching for that we're clicking onto there and reading about it and understanding it. And obviously those people are looking for builders because that's why they're looking into that. So it's not always the most direct thing that you might think of. Some of the blogs might be more direct things, but it's, it's things to do with your business or, or questions you can answer because you're in that field. And it's about thinking about what your customer is actually Googling basically, because it's, that's how they'll come across you. So it's, it's thinking at, like it might be things to do with your FAQs, but it, 
it's thinking about those questions that people are actually typing into Google and then answering them. That's really interesting. I'm, I'm neither a builder nor a blog writer, but if you just said, let's do a blog for a builder, VAT would not even have been on the list of things. That no, and that's the most successful one they've had, probably because of that. Because, you know, obviously we write about yeah. kitchen islands and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how you can convert your garage and different things like that. But it's not necessarily about writing a blog like, this is my business, I do X, Y, and Z please buy my stuff because that's boring and it's not really giving that much value you've got to think about subjects that people want to know about and something that will actually help someone so they can come away with it with some kind of information i know that the in terms of the style of the blog people the advice that i've heard and i'd be interested to know firstly whether you think is good advice is writing your own style don't think that it's supposed to be written this way or that way just let it flow is that would you say that's good advice? Yeah, I think tone of voice is important. Um, and I think it should just go with whatever your brand is for your marketing, whatever your personal, mm. you know, your business brand is, which is, you know, obviously for a lot of small business owners, it's basically them. <laughs> like, you know, my style of writing posts on LinkedIn or whatever, or writing my own blogs is me talking. You know, it's, it's in my style. I'm not trying to come across yeah. really corporate or whatever. It's got to come across representing you and your business so the more natural you make it sound the better it is and blogs are supposed to be in that kind of tone because that makes them easier to read and more interesting to read yeah i do have a client who has a restaurant and he had a social media company writing facebook stuff for him until he dispensed with their services and started writing them himself and the tone of voice as you put it which i know is is the right terminology just changed overnight he's a real cockney boy a bit a little bit whoa a little bit way you know lovely bloke all that good stuff but his style of talking people were reading a social media post and thinking this is not you and then he started doing it and, oh, okay this is him and and that really we'll see any good social media manager or blog writer which is me because i don't do social media management but should be able to understand a client's tone of voice and replicate mm-hmm. it yes Yes. That's a key part of what I do. Yeah. And maybe the people he was paying were the wrong people. Maybe he should have been paying you. I shall give him your phone number. There you go. Um, I don't want to write Facebook posts, thanks. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Blogs are your much more your thing. So if I've decided on my tone of voice and I've decided that I'm going to write about VAT, which surprises me, because I wasn't planning on writing about VAT. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I've decided on my content and I've got my tone of voice and I'm, I've written something. It is then a Word file on my laptop. So how do I get that in front of people? Well, one thing I mentioned is probably try and use points or headings in it as well, like break it up into, like, I don't know, five ways to understand VAT. I don't know. That's a poor example. Okay. But you know what I mean? Like people like to have it broken down like that. Yeah. Um, and then what I do for clients, I don't post their blogs for them. I provide them with blogs, but then it's up to them to, to use them on their social media. And obviously I'd, I'd upload it onto your website primarily if you've got one. Um, so you're getting fresh content on there regularly. And then I would then signpost people to it through your social media content. So posting about it with a photo or whatever on Instagram and then I don't know if it's about kitchen islands, then you can put a nice post over kitchen island and then a link to the blog and a little bit of blurb maybe that makes it sound a bit more interesting so that people will click through then to your website. And obviously you can use that in different ways. 
and relate back to that blog on you know all the different platforms um it's about getting it out there really so that people will read it and don't be scared of posting it too much because most people won't see all of your posts so no i get that so the blog in a way although it is the marketing you have to market that piece of marketing it's all well and good to stick it on your website but no one's going to see it unless you tell them to go there so it becomes a link to it becomes the content for the rest of your marketing so you can tweet about it you can put it on linkedin whatever else yeah, absolutely. And what I actually do for clients is I work on a a, a bank blog um, system, which is basically I will people will buy a package of blogs. I'll write a, quite a few in advance, so they've always got a bank of blogs to work from, so they can choose which one is relevant that that week okay. or that month, um, and they can fit it in with what else they're doing, or it might go along with a topic that's you know becomes more naturally like coincides with something that's happening in the world or whatever. Or they're not just stuck with one blog for that week or whatever because that's the only one I've done. I, I prefer to work so that they've got a few to choose from. And also that's less pressure on me to then have to do one every single week or whatever. Yes. Okay, they can just build up a, a group of blogs to choose from. Yeah, and I guess that having multiple clients, as I'm sure you have, I hope you have, uh, <laughs> then I suppose if you're going to write four, five, six blogs for a client at one sitting or in a day or however long it takes you, it, it sort of gets you into the groove for that client. Yeah, know, it works better. Of. But I also suggest to people, if you're writing your own blogs, which obviously a lot of people are perfectly capable of doing, it's a good way to do it yourself is write a few at a time when you're in the right mode because you don't always mm. feel like creative writing. But when mm. you do feel like doing it, do a few, don't just do one. Because mm. we're all busy. We run our own businesses. We're usually yeah. very busy with a huge list of things to do. So to get it consistent that, the best trick I find is to definitely do a few in advance and then yeah. you've always got some to choose from. So if you have a crazy month and you just don't get one done, it's not the end of the world then. Yeah. I have a crazy month every month. So maybe I, I know. Maybe I should be relatable. Using, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you should I'm be better at writing content. other people's blogs than my own. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, physician heal thyself and the plumber with the drippy tap sort of threaded through our conversation and you've been mentioning how you write blogs for people how do you do that because you talk about me and my tone of voice but we hardly know each other you talk about you know i've mentioned a couple of things about my business but you don't really know my business you've mentioned sort of avatars and types of customers and things how do you work how do you make that happen for a client without actually being them so I do get to know them through the conversation when we first sort of start to interact. But I will certainly get on a phone call, a significantly long phone call, not hours, but, you know, a decent amount of time to get to know the person, their business. And what we do is we brainstorm the ideas together for the blogs. That's kind of like the first stepping stone, really, of, it, of putting it together. So, I, you know, they can bounce ideas off me. I can help with some of the ideas. Um, obviously, they know their business, like you say, way more than I ever will. So I help people come up with their own ideas, really, for the blogs. And then reading their website and, and some of their posts and stuff, I can usually get a feel for their tone of voice. But I think I also work with probably a certain type of client that likes my style already, okay. my style of content. And, you know, it's kind of not super formal corporate style or whatever. They like the way I write things. So although it will be their tone of voice, it'll be with my kind of slant on it, I guess. 
you've mentioned your blogs and sort of with a smile on your face that the listeners couldn't see said you're not very good at getting around to doing them which you know i get where are they if i wanted to read your blogs to get to know your style if not to hear you know what you have to say as well as just looking at the style website or some other medium um i use linkedin for the most part so i've got articles on linkedin so they're the longer blogs but also i post at least once a day on LinkedIn. So I would almost class those as blogs in a way because some of them are longer posts and that's a good way to get to know my content and style. Um, I've got a pretty decent following on there and get a pretty good interaction on most of my posts usually. So, okay. but yeah, my articles on there are, are, you know, the ones that probably tell you a bit more about me. So I've got one about anxiety, something about when I was homeless and, you know, things that kind of wow. are probably quite relatable to some people, or, but at least, you know, tell my story. Mm. and I think that's quite good and that brings us neatly back to what you said about some personal content talking about when you were homeless is clearly a deeply personal experience but one that many people have experienced so okay so I want to go and read that I guess there aren't too many people called Rebecca Pay on LinkedIn and it is P-A-Y but I will I will get Rebecca to send me a link to her LinkedIn profile and that will be on the podcast notes so if you want to click on that and read any of Rebecca's content her articles then you will be able to do that I've written a few articles as well so if you want to go to my LinkedIn profile and read some of my articles and Rebecca didn't write any of them so I talk about ice cream a lot though Mark that's more interesting you talk about ice cream a lot it's part of my branding okay yeah (laughs) why is it part of your branding um because i like ice cream and when i started on linkedin i used to put a lot of ice cream selfies on and it's just something i like so it turned into a brand love it it's the best way to do it it's the best way to do it is have something that you love and turn it into your brand any particular flavor you got a favorite um usually a classic 99 with uh, vanilla ice cream yeah sprinkles no, no, don't need any sprinkles. <laughs> I can't believe we're here on my business podcast discussing whether or not you should have sprinkles on year 99. However, it gets me clients, though. I get the I, odd client who says, oh, I love ice cream. Can you please write my CV or can you please, please write a blog for me? That's fantastic. And <laughs> it gets you noticed. Yes. So much marketing is about being noticed. It's about and being headline. remembered as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about the content, obviously, but it's also about the headline and the branding because those are the things that lead people to read the content. So, yeah, I like that. I, I do have a burning need for an ice cream right now. You planted that in my head. So I shall see what I can sort out. There is an ice cream van that comes around my part of the world with a socially distanced queue. So, yes, we get two ice cream vans down this well, road. <laughs> you visit them both or just the one, don't I? No, I try not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I shall, when I hear the, the lovely music, I'll be zipping out to buy an ice cream. But before I do that, I want to say thank you very much, Rebecca Pay of Pay for Precision. You've been really interesting. And I'm really pleased that when I asked you to do this, you said yes. So thank you for saying yes. I hope it's been okay for thank you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. One of the things I like doing is spotting people who I think are interesting and who will have interesting and useful things to say. And I think I got it right this time. So thank you for proving me right. I like that. (laughs) 
My name is Mark Harris. I am Enterprise Doctor. You can find all my contact details in the podcast notes. I've been today with Rebecca Pay from Pay for Precision. Her details are also in the podcast notes. There will be another episode along in a couple of days. So if you liked this, maybe you'll like that. And there are, of course, a whole bunch of other episodes already uploaded. If you haven't listened to any of them or many of them, then please listen to a few others. But for now, this is Mark Harris, Enterprise Doctor, signing off.